Hello, and welcome to the High Street Community Church Podcast. We're so excited you're learning alongside us, and we pray this message leads you closer to the Lord and others. High Street Community Church is simply a family of friends following Jesus. God bless you as you listen. Palm Sunday. Continuing in our series on trees, this one was foreordained, right? I asked people last week, what do we, what's the sermon on next week? What tree are we going to choose? In our, you know, we're in a series of eight sermons on trees in the Bible. Nobody knew. Palm Sunday, it's a tree. You know, and it could have been called a Triumphal Entry Sunday, because in, in the Gospels, the three other Gospels, only the book of John talks about palms, but they all talk about this triumphal entry of Jesus coming into Jerusalem. Or, could have been called Donkey Sunday, because that was happening. You know, we could have, been, could have been a whole industry around donkeys, and kids could have been riding donkeys in here instead of waving. I think we should stick to Palm Sunday. Uh, and by the way, the palm tree could have been the one when, when I preached on Psalm 1 and Jeremiah 17, it was the redwood trees being planted near water and thriving even in tough times. We could have done the palm tree because they also um, do well next to water and can handle difficult times and still thrive. A righteous and resilient tree also. Um, lots to say about this tree, so we'll get started. But let me, uh, let me just open us up in prayer and ask for God to teach us. God, thanks for trees that teach. Um, we love that you gave us your word, and we learn so much from it, but we also love that you created living things that teach us about you and your ways. Help us to listen as we study the palm tree, as we study your word. <clears throat> The trees have taught us to seek you more as we looked at the sycamore. We've learned about thriving by being sustained by Jesus' living water. We've talked about, learned about living in community, not meant to be alone and isolated like the creosote bush, but in community together like the redwood tree. And we also learned to trust you even in desolation, to trust you for restoration. That you'll restore, your promises to restore remain for us. And we look forward to that. Teach us now. In Christ's name, amen. So today, um, Palm Tree, Palm Sunday, we're talking about palms. But right off the bat, you got to know, in California, we have a native palm, and it's a California fan palm. And the fan palm looks, um, it, you, I'll explain, it kind of looks like a, the, the leaf kind of looks like a big hand, right? So it comes out and it spreads out and the leaf's about this big and you'll have a bunch of those. That's a fan palm. And some of the trees that I've picked in here, I just gave us our example. But this one, I needed the actual palm that, that was in the Bible story, which is the date palm. And date palms are not native here. And I was concerned about where I would get one. Um, and I'll tell you about how I got to a great specimen. But the fan palm is great, but it's kind of more of a desert palm and you know, grows near an oasis 
and it's just a, more of like a smaller leaf. And we, we need a big one, right? Because that's what they used. So we're talking about the date palm. It's a very ancient uh, cultivated plant. Um, you know, lots of history and stories about it being useful to people over the centuries. Um, it's, it's one of the most nutritious things you can eat. You know, dates are super good for you, especially if you're out in the desert in a dry or arid place and you need some food. There's good sustaining food can be had from that. Um, tastes good too, and it's really good for you. But also the, the date palm was used for many, many, many things. In fact, I even read a little thing this morning from a, a person in India saying, you know, these more advanced countries have no idea how useful the, the palm tree is. They use it to build beams in their houses. Of course, we know that the the palm fronds are used for roofs, you know, so it's like, it actually works really well. Rain falls off of it. Um, it's used for fences, for hats, for mats, um, all kinds of things that the, the palm tree is used for. It's also just shady to sit under, you know, when you're out in the semi-arid or even tropical area, sitting under a palm tree is nice. It's about 75 feet high. In fact, some of the best specimens, if you're driving down Mission, headed south, about to get on the, you know, where it kind of turns into a freeway. If you went straight, you'd go to the Mission Santa Cruz. So as you're either turning left onto Highway 1 or, or staying on Mission, there's some beautiful palm trees. In fact, there's a, there's a couple fan palms, and you'll see they're kind of skinnier and have their little smaller leaves. And then there's some giant date palms with huge branches that are just majestic looking. You, you can, you know, if you're driving that way home today, you look at, oh, that's what he's talking about. The, the date palm is huge, big old branches. Um, about 75 feet high at its maturity. It can live up to a couple hundred years old. The branches are about 10 feet long, as you can see by one of these here. Um, and then they produce about 200 pounds of fruit each year. A ton of fruit. They, if, you're, if you're kind of lost out in the desert, and I got a personal story of this, if you see a bunch of palm trees, good chance you're going to find some water. They point to water. Um, yeah, I was out in Joshua Tree once with my cousin, and we went for a, just a little hour hike, got lost. It turned out to be a 10-hour hike, and we stumbled across the oasis, which we were looking for. I drank the uh, dirty-looking water, and he got heat stroke because he wouldn't do it. <laughs> so if you ever find yourself out in the desert, look for the palm trees and drink the water, no matter how nasty it looks. Um, the palm tree is a, what, is a monocot, not a dicot. And you're like, whatever does that mean? So the trees that we have around here, the majority of trees that we have here, if you, you know, cut them in half, you'd see that they have tree rings, and they grow annually. And you see the, the lifeblood of the tree is on the very outside bark, you know, where the, the, it's called the phloem, the xylem and the phloem, where the sugar and the water travel up and down the tree. But if you cut a palm tree in half, it's kind of more like a, a corn stalk, or it's related like to grass. If you cut it in half, you just see a ton of these pipes going up and down. So you can even cut it, and it won't hurt it. But if you chop the top off of a palm tree where the growth uh, point is, where all the things, that'll kill the tree if you, if you get rid of the top. Not that we're trying to kill these, but they're very, very, very different trees than what we have here. In fact, that's why um, when we talk about palm trees in the Bible, that was, uh, it's the dominant tree if you go into the tropical or subtropical. You see mostly palm trees, whereas here it's mostly um, dicot trees that are, that are more like what we, when I say tree, that's what you think of. When you're in that region, you say tree, they don't think of our trees. They think of their trees, more of a palm tree. So super popular there, not so popular here. But fortunately, we've got some folks that have planted them here, so we know kind of what we're talking about, and I was able to get a branch. 
Um, they grow straight up, and unless something happens in the soil, they get pushed over, but they, they, um, they're great for shade. They actually, you know how people trim the, the fronds once they die, because they're green all year round, and then each year the, the palm branch dies, and then new ones come out, and then we like to cut them off because they look nicer, but actually if you let those things go down, it's a great place for animals to live, birds nest in them, things like that. Maybe some rats, you know, different things might live up in there. But we like to keep them clean for that, and, and yet naturally they're a really good home for all kinds of things. Um, it's also historically been a symbol of victory and prosperity. And um, I got this palm, this branch, from a really nice lady. Um, this big, actually all of these came from her house right at the bottom of High Street. The only one under research, I found one was at the mission, and I thought, I'd probably get in trouble for cutting one down there. But met a real nice lady, told her what I wanted to do with it, and, uh, and she gave me these. So these are not from a, um, a nurse. They're not clean. They're semi-clean. They're very natural. They're very Santa Cruz, okay? So that's what we have today with our, our date palm branch. How about palms in the Bible? 65 mentions of palms in the Bible, so a lot. 50 mentions of dates. So again, like the other trees we studied, mentioned a lot throughout the Bible, and You'll see them in a victory parade, which we'll look at today in, in John 12, but also Revelations uh, 7, 9 talks about a parade with palm branches. Last week, I kind of let the cat out of the bag in Psalm 92, where I read in uh, verse 12, the righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And we focused on the cedars last week, but this week, they're righteous will flourish like the palm tree, growing straight up, arms stretched out like in a worship posture to God. When you see a palm tree, that's really what the picture is that comes from that. Um, but they're, you know, not only are their branches lifted up, but there's a sense that their countenance, a righteous person's countenance, you know, their vibe, their mood is lifted up because their hope is in God. That's what a righteous person experiences. They're planted, um, soaking up the living water that Jesus provides, and a palm tree can thrive in long seasons of drought. And so scripture is saying, hey, look at the palm tree. That's the kind of life you'll leave if you are connected to the living water of Jesus and you're worshiping God. But our message today is focused in John 12, um, verses 12 and 13. I'll read those for you. But you might want to turn to John 12, and it's on page 1143 in your pew Bibles, because I'll be referencing back and forth to these verses a bunch of times. So John 12, Verses 12 and 13. I'm going to focus on these two verses because it's the part about the palm branch. But I'll also look at what's before and what's after this passage. John 12, verses 12 and 13. And this um, scene is described, like I said, in all the other Gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke all tell about this parade but only John talks specifically. One of the other ones, I think it's Luke, says there's branches, but only John says palm branches were used. And we'll get to see why that's important in a second. So John 12, 12 to 13. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord even the king of Israel. So there's a lot going on just in those two verses. The first phrase, the next day. So what happened the day before? 
They, they had a big dinner in Jesus' honor at Mary and Martha and Lazarus was there, who he had raised from the dead. It's kind of a big deal. They had a big dinner in Jesus' honor. And that's where Mary did this extravagant act of worship. She took this ridiculously expensive perfume, broke it open, and anointed Jesus and got some heat for that. And Jesus said, no, it's a good thing. In fact, it says in verse 3 of chapter 12, uh, I just want to read it, chapter 12. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. So there's this sacrificial, extravagant act of worship that just happened right before this Palm Sunday parade. And then a couple verses later, Jesus said, Leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you will always have with you, but not, you won't always have me. So Jesus is foretelling his death. And I want us to catch these two themes before we move on because it's recurring here. It's something that we got to hear. There's a theme of, of, of extravagant worship, and then there's this, this idea of sacrificial. In, in this case, Jesus is going to sacrifice himself and die. So worship and sacrifice are going to go together. That, that theme is, is prominent in this chapter, and it's going to be seen as we look at the, what happened in this with the palm branches. The second thing that's, that's noted in this passage is it says, so the next day, the large crowd. Let me tell you a little about this large crowd. It was Passover, and different scholars, uh, they don't all agree on how many people there, but Jerusalem saves about the size of Santa Cruz, and at, at a minimum, 150,000 pilgrims descended on the town for the week, you know, week plus. And, and Josephus, uh, a historian back then, said it was two million people. Most scholars are like, oh, he was exaggerating. But could you imagine, even if it was just a million people descending on our town for a week, just living anywhere and everywhere that they can? So the crowd was huge. A majority of the crowd are people coming from the outside. So pilgrims are coming in. And then verse 9 tells us they didn't just come to see Jesus and just didn't just come for the Passover. But verse 9 says, um, when the large crowd of Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So this is big news. There's a guy that was dead, and he's now alive again. I got to see this guy. So some of the pilgrims were there just for that reason alone. Um, and then we also, some of the crowd were there for not such good reasons, and that's the next verse. In verse 10, it says, so the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. So there's this murder plot. We've got to not only kill Jesus, because too many people are believing in him, but we've got to kill some of the evidence. We've got to get rid of Lazarus. So that's partly what's going on with the crowd. Now, I do want to actually look at um, one of the passages from the other Gospels, because sometimes the crowd gets a bad rap when it comes to Palm Sunday. You know, they were, just, they were singing this shouting this, Hosanna, which means rescue us. So we kind of just assume everybody was there thinking Jesus was going to rescue them from the Romans, which plenty of people did think that, all right? But some of them, listen to this, in Luke it said, as he was drawing near, so Jesus is on the donkey, the palm branches are waving, as he was drawing near to the city, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples, so Jesus' followers, remember we're cultivating Jesus' followers, we're trying to be Jesus' followers, the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. 
And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. That's a whole nother series. We could do a series on stones, right? My dad was a geologist. There's a lot in the Bible about rocks. Control yourself, Danny. So it wasn't just, hey, Jesus is going to rescue us from the Romans. That's why we're, they're, they're just purely excited. There was, there was also pure worship going on. We have seen God do these great things, and they're just shouting, and they're, they're ecstatic about what's going on, um, rejoicing with what they've seen God do. Let me tell you a little bit about the symbolism of palm trees in this context. So first of all, it was a victory parade. And I want to I make sure, the reason I really wanted to get this big old palm branch, and if the whole thing falls over, that's fine. So a lot of people are doing this. You ever been like to a college football game and someone's got the giant flags and they're running, you know, through the crowds doing this, or you go to a giant parade like a military parade, or you go to uh, like when the Warriors win, and, the, and there's how many people go to those Warriors things, and they're just waving this around, and can you imagine all of us having one of these, not just me, all of us waving these around, waving it around, and just going crazy, what a scene would that be? I mean, this is a big branch, right? You kind of, whoa, this would be kind of fun. So having this giant branch, you're waving it around, and you're cheering, you're like, God, God, save us. Hosanna, Jesus is the king. Not just one guy, all of us with a huge one of these things, waving these things around, okay? That's the picture. I want to stand with this thing. If I hurt somebody, I'm really sorry. I'm going to wave it some more. So it's a victory parade, maybe up to a million people. Let's just say, oh no, it's just 150,000. You know, bigger than any stadium we have. People waving palm. Not everybody had one, but probably a lot of people had them waving them around. By the way, the palm tree can handle, if you cut one of these off, it'll just grow new ones. Just don't cut the whole thing off at the top. So it's fine. Waving around, giant, giant, amazing, shouting. It's got to be quite a scene. And then they're also laying down their cloaks, right? They're, put, they're, they're not just, maybe if you don't have a palm frond, you just take your coat, your coat off, your cloak off, and you lay it down for them. But let me tell you also what's going on, is when they're waving these around, it's a political symbol too. And this is where it gets a little bit mixed. Because they had had, you know, a couple hundred years ago, there was a big revolt where they overthrew another one of their conquerors and they greeted him in with palm branches. So they're remembering, hey, we're gonna, we're, you're going to rescue us from the Romans. And the palm branch was on their, uh, on their coins. It was kind of a symbol of the rebel side of their, their faction. It was in their temple, big palm branches. And so the palm branch was kind of like their national pride symbol. Right? So it's not, I don't know if this is a perfect example, but it'd be like us, if someone took over us, and we, we were walking around, ouch, there's a spike in the end of that. We're walking around waving American flags as a new person's coming in, you know, like Jesus is going to conquer, take over, and so we're waving. The waving of the palm fronds was not just pretty and not just cool, but it was also like, we're going to take back our country. So it'd be like us waving around giant American flags everywhere, and we, our hearts would be filled with pride and excitement and relief, as well as saying, praises to God. So it's, you know, imagine a whole bunch of American flags, and, and there's nothing wrong with nationalism, but that wasn't what, that wasn't the deal. They didn't need political rescue, and we know this. They needed spiritual rescue. So this is going on at the same time. And this thing they're shouting, Hosanna, it can either just mean hooray, some, some scholars say, hey, don't load too much into it, but it actually also meant save us, 
rescue us. Um, one other thing that comes from some research on palms, you remember when we talked about the, um, the sycamore tree? It was down in Jericho, so down near the Dead Sea. What that city was also called was the City of Palms. And Jesus was there just prior. And remember, there was a big parade that were trying to escort him into Jericho. And instead of going with this parade, Jesus went up to Zacchaeus and said, I'm going to your house. So this was like a pre-parade before Palm Sunday was happening in Jericho. Like all these people were so excited because Jesus had just healed a blind guy. So this parade thing wasn't new to Jesus as he's coming into a town. In fact, I would venture that it was building because the palms, there's not many palms in Jerusalem. And the scholars would say most of the palms had to come from somewhere else because it's higher up and colder up there, and they naturally grew tons of palm trees in Jericho. So a lot of these pilgrims are bringing palms with them. So this is an, an intentional act following Jesus. Say, we're going to carry, because it's a seven-hour walk from Jericho up to Jerusalem. So they're walking with palm branches for hours. This isn't, you know, I always kind of thought Palm Sunday, hey, Jesus coming, you look around, there's palm trees everywhere. You climb up one and hack it off. That's not what happened. You know, or maybe there was a few palm trees, but they said most of these palms were brought from some distance away for this parade. They're like, we're going to bring, we're gonna, you know, bring our champion in and wave this around and make a big deal out of this. It was intentional. But you know, then the last thing that they did is they took this palm branch, they waved around, but right be, you know, before Jesus gets to them, they lay it down. Sorry, Norm. They lay down the palm tree. Right? It's, it's, a, it's an act of worship and it's an act of even of submission. And they took these things, waving them around, the thing that they, was, what, they were communicating their joy and their excitement, they laid them down to make a path for Jesus to walk on. Now we have nice looking cement asphalt roads and they had dusty, dirty roads. And when they lay down, not just one or two, but a whole carpet full of these palm branches, can you imagine the look, and uh, cloaks. It's, it's making the way, make straight the way of the Lord. It's got to look really cool. You know, as he's coming in, they're just making this huge, beautiful road for him to walk on by laying them down. So the picture we get here, I want us to make sure we get this. Huge, huge ceremony. Giant, crazy parade. All these palm branches waving, and then laying them down. And yes, the motives were somewhat mixed, at least for some people. Some people wanted to kill him. Some people just wanted him to you know, rescue their country, and others were, were worshiping him. So what can we learn from the palm tree today? A couple basic things. And I'll go through your notes that we have in the bulletin right at the end. Is Number one is worship Jesus. We can't miss that on Palm Sunday. Worship Jesus. There's just something to be saying, said about declare what God has done in your life. These disciples said, Jesus did this, or Jesus is this. You're saying what he's done and who he is. And then the second thing is sacrifice is a response. See, that you know, we marvel at how much this perfume costs, and she gave it to Jesus. And we kind of think, wow, that was really generous of her which it was. But I think more Mary was realizing this really is God. And when you really believe and understand who God is, it's the appropriate thing to do. And wow, she gave so much. Yes, but it was appropriate because that's God. And sacrifice ought not to be 
oh, I got to sacrifice. Sacrifice ought to be like, oh my God, I see who you are. I want to give you all I am, right? So our last question in our notes, and again, I'll go over these right at the end, is what fruit can you bear? What can we do this week? And there go right along with what we're learning is, one is share what God is doing. God may give you an opportunity, whether someone knows God or doesn't know God, we got to be tattling on God. Guess what I saw God? I prayed this, like yesterday I had a, a memorial service for Frank Carroll. Great man, uh, good time. But before those, I always get kind of like nervous or anxious, like I hope I do a good job, I want to honor this man, I want to, and I get anxious. And I was, I was going over my notes before at my house, and, and then I just kind of hit me, I'm like, why don't you just ask God to help you? <laughs> Funny thought for a pastor. I don't know, Lord help me. <laughs> You get what I'm saying. I, I'm like, God, give me the peace. Give me, and, and he does. That's what he does. And so I just reported that to you. It's as simple as saying, you know what? I asked God to do this. God showed up, gave me a peace, and, and helped me, right? That's what, that's what reporting is. That, just share what God is doing. And then the second thing is to serve the Lord by dying to yourself. Jesus talks about, um, let me read the passage here. This is right after he rode this donkey. He said, Truly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. The Father will honor him. Is that what I... Yeah. So... Here's the deal with the palm tree, what we're learning. You wave it around, which I'll connect waving with worshiping, right? Telling of what God's doing. God's doing this. But it's not over. You know, Jesus didn't come to dominate. He came to serve. So not only do we wave it around, bring glory to God, but we, we lay it down. It doesn't just stay here bringing even attention to ourselves. We lay it down. We, we, it's an act of submission, an act of worship, and an act of gratitude. You see, listen to this. Jesus can do more through us than we can ever do for him. Jesus can do more through us. We say, God, use me, then I'm going to serve God. So I want, us, um, I want all the kids to come up here. You thought you were off the hook after you're done with your waving. Kids, come on up front. I have a fun job for you, and I need your help. And I need Nick Barthel to come up front, the biggest kid in the church. <laughs> so grab a pair of scissors. Parents, if you're nervous, I took the sharp ones out of there. Parents, if you're nervous about kids. But um, kids, I want you to take a pair of scissors, and you could even tear it off. And be careful, because some of these palms have little spikes on them. But I want you to cut off the leaves right next to the branch, and give every person in here one or two leaves. Those are great too. All bets are off. I want everybody to have a leaf from a palm branch. And then I was talking with Nick, and he experienced and knows a tradition that he was a part of where they used those. And Nick, what, what, what can we do and learn from this? In my growing up religion, we had a very interesting and memorable tradition on Palm Sunday. 
At the end of the church service and mass, there were big baskets of these palm leaves or branches, whatever you call them. And so the tradition was you'd start at the tip and you'd break it down into three different sections and you would not go as far as the base, okay? And we would take these branches home and we would weave them into a braid. And there would be three branches and that was symbolic of the Trinity. And this woven branch then would be six to eight inches long. My father would make about six or eight of those. He spent most of the day braiding these. And then you would put them in a location where you would see them during the year, like on a visor of your car or on a mirror in your bathroom. And it would be a reminder of the Holy Trinity, be a reminder of Jesus and that very important day on Palm Sunday. So it's been a long time since I've tried to braid these, but if you take three of these or break it down into three sections and you can braid them and make a nice braid. That was the tradition that we had. These, these palms are a little different. The ones we had were quite wide so you could tear them and they were easier to braid. These are rather narrow and it may be a little more difficult. The takeaway for today, I want everyone to have a leaf um, and there's plenty here. Be careful if you, you can also just tear them off. I would really like everyone, and you can, I think Nick's idea of getting a bunch of them, braiding them, putting them around, the whole, um, one of the, the whole points behind teaching on trees is that so that we would have opportunities to talk, that we would be botanical theologians cultivating Jesus followers. So if someone sees a braided palm leaf, they're going to ask you, what is that? Whether it's in your visor, in your car, on your office, on the desk, at home, on the kitchen table. But I don't want us to forget the why. And so there's, um, there's a, um, a way for, that I'm going to remember this that might help you. So my barber is here. He's not expecting me. Hello, Elias. So Elias is my barber. And uh, I don't need much of a barber, do I? <laughs> he has a barber shop called Waves and Fades. Okay? And that reminds me what we're talking about here with the palm branch. You're going to wave it, tell stories about God. You take your little braided thing, you wave it, and then you fade it down. It's not about waving. You're going to, you're going to um, serve. Jesus didn't come to get all the popularity. There's worship. We worship Jesus, but then he, he serves. And it just, I'm like, oh, that's like waves and fades. Wave, fade. So think of your little palm branch. Wave it around. But not to, especially once you start getting attention, and you just lay it down, fade away. That's, what, that's what's going on in this ceremony, is we're worshiping God, and then there's a sacrifice. They wanted Jesus to be this public figure, this big king, no, notable, right? And Jesus says, nope, I'm God, but I came here to serve. And that's what he, as we're Jesus followers, that's what we're to do. Worship him, and then fade into the background. It's not about us, it's about God. Let's pray. Father, thanks for the date palm. And thanks for the palm branches. Thanks for Nick's story of braiding the palm leaf into three. 
We don't want to just be excited about learning about palm branches, though. We want to actually live this stuff out. I ask that you'd use this tool, this braided palm leaf in everybody's life this week, in life period, but this week that we would see that and go, oh yeah, I got to remember to tell, tell stories on God. Oh yeah, it's not about me. I got to lay my desires down. Because you say if we really want to live, we have to die. And yet as we seek to live and we're chasing life on our own, that's a dead-end street. Thanks for coming, for being our God, for being our King. Forgive us for when we get it wrong. And be with us this week as we remember the journey you went from being recognized for who you are to us crucifying you. And then thanks for rising again. Be with us throughout this week as we learn and re-experience those truths. Amen. Thank you for listening to the High Street Community Church weekly message. We hope you were encouraged to follow Jesus. For more, please subscribe to our podcast or visit us online at hscchurch.org.